0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 67 of the Photography Q&A podcast. I'm very pleased to announce the podcast has passed 6,000 downloads, and that is in 94 different countries. And I was looking through some of the cities that people are downloading from, and I have nine downloads from Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, formerly known as Saigon. If you are that person that is responsible for those downloads, please get in touch with me. I want to talk to you. Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon. Very cool. Okay, this week's question was asked by a relative of mine at the annual family cricket match. I say annual, but due to the pandemic, it's only the second one in four years. We had one and cancelled the next two. So, anyway, so the question was what is macro photography? Macro is extreme close up photography of anything or any detail that is hard to see with the naked eye. Subjects such as insects, flowers are macro favourites at the moment. Everybody takes pictures of those, including me. You can take macro shots of absolutely anything small or anything big, just a small part of it. Just get extreme detail. So a macro image shows a subject larger than the actual size that it is. So you reproduce it in your camera at the same size or bigger than it actually is. I think that's the word. anyway. So what do you need to get started? To get started, you need a camera with a lens that magnifies the subject, a flash and a diffuser of some kind. You don't need anything special. You could start with a phone and buy a small macro lens off Amazon. Prices for these little lenses go from 15 to $60 and higher. The image quality is going to be a lot better than you think it's going to be. I follow a guy on Instagram that I didn't realize was taking pictures with his iPhone. I had no idea. The pictures are incredible. Some of them are really grainy and not so good in low light, but the majority of them are excellent. And he's doing it all with his phone and like a, a supposedly like a 30 $40 lens stuck on it. So this isn't a bad way to dip your feet into the water if you just want to give it a go. And if you don't like being close to insects or flowers scare you in some way, then maybe it's not the way to go, but it's a cheap way to start. So what is the best way to get magnification with your camera? So I'm going to list three options. There are photographers that like the do-it-yourself way of doing things. And that involves reversing lenses and adding extension tubes and making your own diffuser and sticking on the front with tape. And yeah, that's a whole separate section I just don't want to get into. I'll list my three things that you can use to get magnification. So the first option is extension tubes. I've mentioned my experience with these extension tubes in the past episodes. Problems aside, it was me using them that got me hooked on Macro in the first place. I wanted to give it a go. I just went with the cheapest option that I could find and it got me hooked. But I did have, like I'll explain later, I did have problems with them. There's absolutely nothing fancy about extension tubes. They are exactly what they say. They extend your lens away from the camera body. And this magnifies the subject. There's absolutely nothing in them. Some, they have contacts that run through them. And that's where my experience got a little bit rocky. They move your lens away from the camera body so that the image is bigger on the sensor. My set had a 13, a 21, and a 31 millimeter section, and you could put them on one at a time, or you could put two on. Any combination can be used, so it's a case of experimenting, really. When I got them, within 30 minutes, I just put the longest one, the 31, on, went for a walk down the field, and I captured a a ladybug on a dandelion And that was it. I was hooked. It was so clear. I couldn't believe how clear it was. And that was with my 50mm 1.4 lens on it. I think I got something like, I think it was 1.3 or 1.4. Anyway, it was a little short of one and a half times magnification with all of the tubes on. Just with the 31, I think it was uh, a little better than uh, one times magnification, which was fine. I got a beautiful shot and I, I still like it now. Now I paid, I think it was about $30 and it's one of these uh, no-name Chinese brands uh, off Amazon and 30 bucks was it was okay, it's not much to spend and they were super, super light plastic and I mean super light. Like if you didn't hold them down, they'd float off. They were so light. Now if you're considering buying some of these extension tubes, make sure you buy a brand name, a known brand name. I think Mikey is one, M I. No, sorry, M-E-I-K-E, another one called Yellow, Y-E-L-L-O. There's a few good ones out there, and you'll pay a few more dollars. Instead of paying 30, you might pay 50. But buying a brand name will help you avoid the flexing and error issues that I had with the cheap ones. Now, your next option that you could go with, if you don't like the idea of extension tubes, go with a conversion lens. I think they're called conversion lens. There's so many different names out there. You could just call it a lens, I guess. Now, I haven't used one of these. They're a small lens, a single lens, that fits on the front of your regular lens. So say if you've got your camera with a 50mm lens, you just clip it on the front. You buy one that'll fit on your 50mm lens. The most frequently used that I've seen are the Raynox R-A-Y-N-O-X and that is a DCR 150 or a 250. The 150 is one and a half times the magnification. The 250 is two and a half times the magnification. But the DCR 150 costs about $70 and the 250 costs $72 at the moment. That's July, no, sorry, no, it's August 2022. They are probably a better bet than extension tubes, but that magnification is fixed. It's not like you can change, like with my lens, I can change from shooting landscapes all the way down to two times magnification, but it costs a lot more than $70. So if that's in your budget, it's a good way to go. Now, your next option is a true macro lens. Most macro lenses have a focal length in the range of like 60 millimeters to 105, I think the longest one I've seen. The big difference between lenses is the magnification that they offer. Some offer one-to-one, which means that if the insect you photograph is 10 millimeters long, it will cover 10 millimeters of your camera's sensor. Now, if you've got a crop sensor, it will be like 22, 23 millimeters wide, so the insect will not fill the frame. It won't go, it'll go about halfway across, but that's still good. You can crop the image down and it's still a good way to go. So that's one-to-one, which is one times magnification. Now the lens that I bought has a two-to-one, which is a two times magnification. So a 10 millimeter insect would cover 20 millimeters of a 22 millimeter sensor. So that would fill the whole image, which is what you want. You want it as big as possible. Now the beauty with... Uh, macro lenses you don't need to use it as maximum magnification you can still use it like a normal lens like mine shoots from infinity like so you can do landscapes you can do portraits and it's an f 2.8 so you can get some really nice portrait images with it as well there are macro lenses available that give five times magnification which is like five to one uh, five times magnification but the depth of field at five times will be microscopic. I have trouble with my two times magnification and need to focus stack some of the images, meaning I focus on the front of the insect, halfway across the insect, and then at the tail of the insect and try to merge those images. I stack them together to get a fully focused image, which isn't easy, especially if you can't do it if the insect is a mover. If it's running around, you can't do anything. But if it's dead still, you can give it a go. But a five times magnification would be near impossible. Well, it'd be near impossible for me. Maybe someone's got a technique that they use that works. But the depth of field with two times is probably ooh, a tenth of a millimeter. So do a five times, you're just, it's just microscopic. It's crazy. So don't be tempted to just buy the one with the biggest magnification. Two times is this sweet spot. Now, there are lots of brands that make macro lenses. The most expensive are the Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fujifilm. The cheaper options are third-party ones, like Sigma, Lauer, Seven Artisans, Tamron, Tokina. The most popular at the moment is the Lauer, which is made by Venus Optics in China, and they specialize in different types of macro lenses. And the image quality is incredible. And I mean incredible. I'm just shocked how good it is for the money that I paid. My Lauer 100 is an f2.8, so it opens up very wide. And it's a two times magnification. And it cost me $500. I think I got it from, yeah, I got it from B&H in New York. And it is tack sharp. I mean tack sharp. It's incredibly sharp, even at two times magnification. You see everything on these insects. Hairs, like I still look, I did one picture of a spider. And it was just a tiny spider. It was probably three millimeters tall, sitting there on a fence post. You can see every hair, its eyes, its eyes its mouth, its feet, even the web that it's got its foot on waiting for something to trigger it. It was just, it's just it freaks me out sometimes how accurate the uh, the images are. Now, some of the more expensive lenses, like Canon have one I think it's about 1,700 bucks. It's been around for a few years. They offer autofocus. Now, you think, you know, with all your lenses that you've got, even if you've only got one lens, all modern lenses offer autofocus. Well, they don't only some of the top-end ones in the macro field do and people don't use autofocus when shooting macro because it doesn't work very well it's not very accurate most of the lenses that you'll see for sale are manual focus only i hadn't manually focused a lens in over 40 years and i was a little worried about it before i got started but i got into it straight away And it's just like riding a bike, really. It's very easy. You see, it's actually, you feel like you're in total control instead of just accepting what the camera focuses on. You can actually just nail it down yourself. It's it's, it's a nice feeling. Now, there are lots of reviews for lenses on YouTube. Do a search for macro photography and you'll find loads of guys shooting and giving advice. Don't just listen to one, listen to three or four and you'll get a good view of what, what the truth is. Not saying that any of them lie, I'm just saying they all have different ideas. So So those are the three things you need to get your magnification. Next, we've got lighting. For macro, you really do need a flash and a diffuser. Without them, you'll need to use really fast shutter speeds and high ISO. Using a flash through a diffuser is like setting up a studio around a little insect or whatever you're taking a picture of. I use one sixtieth of a second, which I don't use very often, uh, but with a flash, it's doable. And I can keep my ISO down low, so I don't get much grain. I think the highest I've ever used was 320 ISO, and I didn't get much. With a flash, you don't get much grain. It was well lit. Everything worked out really nicely. And every time you use a flash with a macro lens, everything is evenly lit, and there are hardly any shadows. Uh, It just works out so nice. The first diffuser I used was the Stofen model, which I already had. Then I got one that fits on the lens, not on the uh, flash. It's a pear-shaped translucent material with a little wire frame around it, folds down and it's about 12 inches long and it slides. It's got elastic around the hole that it slides on the lens and it's, it's very good. The flash hits it, it spreads the light out and reduces the shadows. You'd still do see the bright spot on the shell if you're shooting, say, a ladybug. I since ordered one called a Pope Shield, P O P E, bless me, father, that kind of Pope, uh, a Pope Shield diffuser. These are made by a macro photographer. They look really good. It's a thicker material, so hopefully, when the light hits it, it won't have the, like, if you, like I say, if you're shooting a ladybug, you won't get a hot spot on the shell. It filters out the light a lot more evenly. I think they're made in Eastern Europe and I am still waiting a month after ordering and I'll let you know if it works when I get it and if I get it I hope I do. Okay so that's all I know about macro photography at the moment I'll put links to everything I mentioned in the show notes check out my Instagram account if you want to have a look at my daily photos which at the moment are all macro photos Again, the link is in the show notes. I'll be back next week with more waffle, so have a good one. Bye for now.